Hey there, this is Zach Henderson. Thank you so much for listening. It is a rainy morning here in Nashville, so you might hear a little bit of that coming down on the roof. Uh, And we are coming up on almost two weeks of quarantine here with the coronavirus uh, pandemic, and I hope you have been maintaining some form or fashion of training, keeping yourself active, keeping yourself uh, working out, because, of course, that is, well, really one of the best things you can do for your immune system, right? That and, of course, getting your sleep, uh, which I hope you've been doing that as well. But basically, if you don't have a, like, a decked-out home gym you are probably working out in your basement or in your living room, and you probably don't have that much equipment. So what I thought that I would do today is kind of go over some of my top picks for equipment for your minimalist home gym. And before I get into any of those recommendations, let me just say that you really don't need anything, right? you just have a space to do push-ups and air squats, well, you can, you can do a lot. So, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's push-ups, there are planks. If you even get into like handstands and handstand push-ups, that's really the only upper body pushing exercises you probably need, right? Push-ups and handstands. Um, and then of course, you know, you've got lunges, step ups, you can step up onto your, (laughs) uh, baby couch or kitchen counter, depending on how limber you are. Um, and of course, you know, other things you can do that don't require any equipment would include just jogging, sprinting outside. Certainly if you're near any sort of a hill, hill sprints are great. If you live in a uh, apartment complex or you have uh, stairs in your home, doing stair walks, stair sprints are fantastic. And then even, you know, from there, uh, rucking is great. So just, you know, put a couple copies of War and Peace into a book bag and just walk around. So you've got lots of options even without anything, without any pieces of equipment, you can maintain and progress in your fitness uh, to a large degree, right? So the first piece of equipment that I would recommend is probably not what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Zach Henderson is going to recommend that we go out and get a whole slew of kettlebells. (laughs) Well, I do recommend that, but... If that's not where your headspace is right now, that's totally fine because you can get started with an eight to $12 ab wheel. And I think the ab wheel is a great piece of training equipment um, that really just about everybody can use. Obviously they're super cheap and they don't take up any space really. So, Um, the ab wheel. Even if you're, let's say, super uh, deconditioned, you really haven't done anything in the way of, you know, much physical exercise, 
Um, you, you probably don't need to get started on the ab wheel. You, you probably want to get started with your basic planks, um, working yourself up to one to one and a half minutes of a good, strong push-up position plank. Um, and then at that point, once you can do that for at least a couple of sets, you're probably ready to start working on some ab wheel rollouts. So this is, this is where I like to start. Um, I actually just like to start on obviously the knees and get set up so that you are in front of a wall so that you can roll out, tap the wall, and then pull yourself back. Okay, something that you see a lot is people overextending with the ab wheel. They kind of go a little bit too far, maybe a little bit past their ability. And, you know, there's the, the main thing that you want to look out for is a kind of a hyperextension in the uh, low back. Really, I mean, apart from that, it's kind of hard to screw up the ab wheel. It's kind of self-limiting. It's like you can either do it or, or you can't. Um, but setting up in front of a wall so that you can roll out and tap it or even kind of rest against the wall and then pull back is a great way to get started. Um, and then, of course, the stronger and more skilled you get, you just keep inching back farther and farther away from the wall so that you have to reach longer and longer to get to it. And that's another great way to gauge your progress. Okay? So... Ab wheel is a great one. Um, I believe I have an ab wheel tutorial on my YouTube, but like I said, it's kind of hard to do it wrong. The main thing that you want to do is just make sure that when you roll out that you are moving your, your butt and your shoulders forward, right? You don't want to just keep your butt back to your heels and kick your arms out and back. No, no, no. You want to lean, you want to fall forward, right? So that's what's really going to challenge your core and your abs there. And then pulling back, same thing. You don't want to just scoot your butt back down to your heels. You want to keep your extended torso position. And instead, you want to think about pulling hard with the lats, strong, straight arms to kind of get your... Uh, get your hands back up under your shoulders, okay? So in that respect, it's, uh, it's a pretty decent arm and lat exercise when you're doing it with high tension, slow reps. Uh, yeah, so that's the ab wheel. So 10, 12 bucks, you can do a lot with just the ab wheel. Uh, and, you know, obviously just holding your plank gets pretty darn boring after a while, so that's a good one to work the abs there. So from there, from the ab wheel, uh, this is where I would recommend getting a kettlebell or maybe a, maybe a dumbbell. But the reason that I would recommend a kettlebell is, well, well, there's lots of reasons. Let me count the ways. First of all, the big the big thing that we don't get a lot with uh, kind of minimalist bodyweight training is a, uh, a row or a pulling exercise. Now, if you have a pull-up or a place to do pull-ups, then, you know, that is, that is fantastic. You know, that's, that's awesome. Um, but even then, if you don't have some good pull-up reps, 
in your toolbox, um, then you're going to want to uh, progress with horizontal rowing exercises, right? One-arm rows, two-arm rows, things like that. So that just kind of necessitates some form of free weight, right? So with a kettlebell, obviously, uh, you can do rows, you can do presses, you can obviously do swings and deadlifts and squats. So the kettlebell is just a great Swiss army knife, for your fitness and for your lifting. Uh, as far as what you want to start off with, <clears throat> usually for most uh, guys, you want to start off with a 16 kilo. Ladies, 8 or 12 kilo. are Those are just good all-around weights that will be most applicable and and you'll get a lot of bang for your buck, right? So you want something hefty enough that you can squat it, deadlift it, and get something out of it. Also, like I mentioned, like the rows, those are gonna be very important. Um, and that you can also press overhead, right? That's usually like the big limiting factor is a weight that you can handle, you know, in that pressed position because the press involves the smallest muscle groups, right? So when you're talking about weight, um, the most amount of weight we can lift is usually with the deadlift, and the least amount of weight we can usually lift is usually with the overhead press. So starting with something around, like I mentioned, 8 to 12 kilograms for ladies and 16 to maybe 20 kilograms for guys if you're just starting off is probably going to be a good weight where you can get a good amount of training with all of your movement patterns with just that one weight, okay? So we've got an ab wheel, we've got a kettlebell. Ideally, again, moving on from there, a pull-up bar, right? If you have a tree in your backyard, well, then maybe you don't need one. Uh, but yeah, having, having a place to do pull-ups is... Uh, really fantastic. And I, I even would say, even if you are pretty far away from pull-ups, uh, having a place just to do uh, hangs is really beneficial. Straight arm hangs, flexed arm hangs, and I even like to do uh, like tuck levers, even for people who don't necessarily have, you know, their pull-ups yet. Doing tuck levers are super fun as well. So, that may or may not be in the wheelhouse for you if you're, you know, maybe living in a place where, um, you know, maybe you don't want to scuff up the, <laughs> the door jam uh, where you're living uh, with, a, with a door jam pull-up uh, station. I totally get that. I'm in that situation right now myself. Um, so, yeah, again, if you don't have a place to do pull-ups, the next best thing is getting that kettlebell or getting that, uh, you know, kind of hefty dumbbell where you can work your rows because that is the big thing, obviously, that, um, you know, we kind of need something to work, right, with your, with your pull. You can do your push-ups all day, um, obviously, with no equipment, but to get our pulling in, we need something. We need a weight. We need a pull-up bar 
or the next thing that I'm going to recommend, which is a resistance band. Now, personally, I really like to use uh, the bands that are like the long loops, and they are often marketed as <clears throat> like uh, pull-up assistant bands. Uh, also have uses in you know barbell training for uh, you know squats and squats and bench and deadlift. Um, probably don't need to worry about that uh, if you're listening to this uh, episode. But those long bands are great, not just for um, you know doing assisted pull-ups, which that's kind of another <laughs> that's that's a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, those are great for your pull-aparts, for your uh, shoulder dislocates, for your around the worlds. I really like pumping up all right the upper back and the rear delts with a lot of uh, band pull-apart variations. But then also specifically why I like the ones that are uh, that come in like the big loops is because then you can loop those around a stable surface and you can actually do rows with those bands, right? So you can kind of recreate like a cable station by doing rows. You can even use those to do uh, presses or pull-off holds where you just... Uh, hold the band at tension where you're standing kind of like perpendicular with your arms out, kind of simulating like a standing uh, side plank. Those pull-off holds, pull-off presses, those are all great. So you can recreate a lot of kind of traditional cable exercises, cable machine moves with one of these kind of long looped bands. And you probably want to get them in at least a couple of different strengths uh, I believe green is the thinnest and easiest. And then I think it goes like maybe blue and purple and orange, uh, black, and, you know, goes up from there. But usually having like a green and a purple or a purple and a blue, something like that, um, you should be able to get a lot of mileage out of. And honestly... I think we're going to wrap it up from here. If you have an ab wheel, a kettlebell or two, a place to do pull-ups, ideally, and a band, sounds good to me. You can go pretty far. So uh, that is what I would recommend if you are in this position where you're thinking, hey, I don't know how long I'm going to be in quarantine. Uh I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to start outfitting my, my living space with you know, some options to keep myself moving, keep myself strong. That's where I would begin, all right? So, uh, and hey, even if we weren't in quarantine, you probably still want to have some of these basic things around your house. Again, they're relatively cheap. They don't take up much room. And, you know, you don't need a whole big collection of kettlebells uh, in your house, like some of us do, <laughs> to, to get a good training effect, right? So just pick up a few of those things, right? Your ab wheel, your kettlebell, your bands, and let's say even like your pull-up bar, all those things you could probably get for around $100, maybe even less, 
Okay. So with that, I hope you are doing well. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. And tune in next time. We'll see you.